Good afternoon and welcome to this very special edition of the 21 News Podcast. I'm Managing Editor Justin Mitchell. After more than four decades in journalism covering the Mahoning and Shenango Valleys, including 26 years leading the charge as news director at WFMJ, Mona Marie Alexander is retiring. She's led a career that has included everything from public corruption cases and investigations to solutions-based journalism and a sense of duty to the community spearheading the Feed Our Valley campaign that saved countless families from going hungry. So for this podcast, we're doing something a little different. With me today is our assistant news director, Sheila Miller, and it is our great honor to be here today with the one who's guided us through so much for so many years, Mona Marie Alexander. Mona, thank you for sitting down with us wow. today. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, you know, this is loose. This is free form. I, we just wanted to start kind of at the beginning. What, what originally drew you to journalism? You know, I was um, born and raised in Chicago. And I've actually lived here far longer than I lived in Chicago. I've lived here 44 years. I've lived there maybe 20 um, through college, um, but I grew up in a real newsy family. Um, my parents were both huge news consumers. Uh, television news was not anywhere near in its infancy. I mean, it had been grinding along. Chet Huntley and David Brinkley and Walter Cronkite and, you know, all those guys that, you know, you now study about in journalism school. They were on the air then, um, but there were also newspapers, and my dad would go out. We would get the Monday through Friday paper delivered. Um, Saturday, they didn't care about. Sunday, you would go out and buy the paper. And my dad would always say, um, come on, lefty, we're going to go get the 10 pounds of paper. Called me lefty because I'm left-handed. And we would go and get literally this much newspaper. It was the Chicago Sun-Times and the Chicago Trib. And, and we read it. And I read it, and I kept up with current events, and we would discuss it at the dinner table. And and so I think that was, you know, just a natural part of, of growing up. And, and then I, I do remember um, specifically in a sophomore in high school, um, I took a, a journalism class almost as an elective. And that's when I realized that people actually got paid to do this. <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, you know, you, you consume it, but you don't know that there's people back there doing what we do. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, Christ, this is it. And two years later, I was in, in journalism school, and, uh, and, you know, then I graduated, and this was the first place I came. Why so, here? How did it get you here? Do you remember? You know, <laughs> I actually had an offer in Zanesville, and um, I think I accepted it. Um, mm -hmm. I remember going there, and um, I said, well, can I see the uh, photography department, mm -hmm. you know? They didn't call it the videographer department back then. And they said, sure. And they took me over to a filing cabin, opened it, and pulled out one film camera. And I thought, okay. Mm -hmm, <laughs> right? I was mm -hmm. expected a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And and then um, the news director at WKBN called. And so even though I had already accepted this position, I thought, well, let me take a look at mm -hmm. this, okay? And so Youngstown, not being not that far from Zanesville, right. I came here and interviewed and um, they uh, made me an offer on the spot. I said yes. I drove back to Zanesville and at least told them in person mm -hmm. that I was taking the job in Youngstown. And the guy said, you know, I got to respect you for coming back here and doing that. 
and and that's it. That's, that's so. It tell happens. the audience, put that in perspective, for you to get a position in the Youngstown market straight yeah. out of college—that's right. yeah. unheard of. Yeah, the, the the perspective is that you can do that now, but you could not do no. that back in 1979. Couple you know? years experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it was a it was a bigger market then. Mm-hmm. Our market was bigger. Mm-hmm. Our market's real dynamic. <clears throat> Now, but it was bigger. Everybody knows that because it was bigger before all the steel mills closed. Mm-hmm. And I arrived here as that was ending. They the, the big announcements mm-hmm. of Sheet and Two and U.S. Steel that had been made, and I I started covering the aftermath of that, mm-hmm. which was very sad. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I mean, I remember when downtown was boarded up and. And, um, you know, the sheet metal was down in mm-hmm. front of the storefront. It never went up. And um, those were bleak times mm-hmm. um, for the entire region, much yeah. less, you know, the downtown right. area. And your beat was Youngstown, wasn't it? Absolutely. My mm-hmm. beat was always Youngstown. I was, I was <clears throat> even I, when I was working for the other station, I was downtown. Mm-hmm. I was always a downtown Youngstown mm-hmm. journalist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what took you from the streets to the desk? You know, I think. Uh, Joe and I, you know, you know my husband Joe, that we decided to make our home here. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. And um, we could have moved two careers and had that transition. And and once I decided it wasn't important for me to go back to Chicago because Youngstown at the time <laughs> and still is, you know, very much like Chicago. It's 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 a microcosm of that city. It's got a lot of the same problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even the you know the history of organized crime and Chicago and Valley and and all of that, it was so similar that I kind of fell in love with this area, fell in love with the people here who will give you the shirt off their back, and the way of life here and everything that goes with being uh, from the Valley. That uh you know we just decided no we're gonna stay here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a little bit of a, a leap ahead with the from the streets to the desk. And I know just to the average person when we say the desk, I mean, let's talk about the roles that you played in journalism, because mm-hmm. obviously this is starting as a reporter. Right. And so let's uh, I guess let's start there as a reporter. What were you mentioned the steel mills closing? What were some of the big ones you've covered as a reporter first? And then we'll get into. OK, uh, yeah. As a reporter, I mean, probably the organized crime beat. Um, that was a big one. Um, Joey Naples, who was a longtime Mahoning Valley mobster, was murdered, and that was a huge deal. Um, a lot of people knew Joey. A lot of people followed that. Um, so I, I covered that. And, of course, uh, Jim Traffigan's 1980 campaign for sheriff, I covered that, got to know him very well, and subsequently covered his racketeering trial in 83. That was the one where he fired his attorney, defended himself, and got acquitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. that was just, you know, that was wild. And for a young reporter, you know, trying to figure out what an affidavit is and, and what a pro se defendant is and, you know, all of those things that you and you are now teaching our young mm-hmm. reporters, I had to figure out for myself, only because I was up in Cleveland. You know, I was sure. living up there, uh, essentially. And, um, you know, it just... Uh, you know, it was it was an incredible experience and a lot to learn. And then there was the 85 tornado as a reporter. Mm, yeah. You know, that was not really going home except to, you know, change clothes, grab a shower, mm-hmm. a little bit of sleep and head back up to Niles or I think it was Wheatland, which was the Pennsylvania mm-hmm. community. 
Um, so those were, you know, big stories um, that I was involved in as a reporter. And that's how many years as a reporter? About I think it was like, ten. Really? I, yeah, many? I think it was ten as a reporter uh-huh. and eight as a news manager over at the competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did Jimbo have any names for you? Do you remember? He has names um, for everybody. Are they repeatable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Are> they? yeah. <laughs> no, I don't right. think he did, yeah. Sheila. I, I was don't just think curious. he did. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to think, did he? Mm-hmm. No. Huh? No. I mean, I was his, you know, I knew I was his favorite reporter. Mm-hmm. A, he didn't like Bertram, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he just didn't like Bertram. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would cover him at these big events, and I would walk in with my videographer, and he would say, oh, I have to stop because my favorite reporter is here. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, you talk about embarrassing. Right. Right. I'm like, right. I remember, what, 40 years later, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was great to cover. And, mm-hmm. and you guys covered him, too. I mean, when he got to Congress, mm-hmm. the beam me up, Scotty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do remember <laughs> standing with a group of journalists once, and they came here to cover him. For what reason? I don't know. There were so many mm-hmm. reasons. And I'm standing next to next to this reporter. And he goes, is this guy your congressman? I go, yeah, (laughs) great. He's like, yeah, this is great. Because for a reporter Mm -hmm. used to covering the the, uh, elected officials who say the same thing over and over, the canned sound bites, the stump speeches Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. get used to covering, Mm -hmm. to have somebody like him just shoot from the hip for a reporter Mm -hmm. was just gravy. That's great. (laughs) So then you went to management at the competition. Yeah, I for a did. Few years. I, I did. And that's because Joe and I made the decision mm-hmm. to stay here and I needed to grow. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I went from managing myself mm-hmm. on my beat every day to managing a small group of, mm-hmm. of reporters. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked mm-hmm. news management. I, I wasn't sure I was going to and, you know, what would come next after that. But mm-hmm. as you all know, I mean, it is really fun being behind the scenes. Uh-huh. And seeing the big picture, mm-hmm. like how all of the um, East Palestine coverage comes together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's gratifying for us when we sit in our, right. you know, little area and we say, okay, how are we going to mm-hmm. utilize our resources to tell the best possible story for the mm-hmm. people who really want this information? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to do that and mm-hmm. did that for, I think, eight years. Right. Okay. And then your approach, or did you see the ad? How did the big I, F get you? Uh, John Gertical. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. John Gertical. Uh-huh. And I did not know that there was an opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, for for the news director's mm-hmm. job, I did not know. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know, did I meet him? No, I'm, I'm sure, sure you I did. did. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I'm trying to remember the dynamics uh-huh. of it. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, no, I met mm-hmm. with John and, mm-hmm. and, you know, really want you to come here, really want you to come here. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, you know, I liked him, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I liked him and had a lot of respect for Mark Brown, you know, who is our mm-hmm. owner and, um, you know, what he uh, was doing um, with the Vindicator and um, just who he was in the community mm-hmm. because you guys know him, but you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. and because he's private and um, you know, they just don't know what an impact he's really had on this okay. area. Um, mm-hmm. So I knew Mark by, I, I had interviewed him actually um, as a reporter and I knew him and I, I was really comfortable with his leadership and you know, it, it's hard as you well know, Sheila, it's hard not to love John Gerda because right. you know, John <laughs> Gerda loved you and me, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. And we worked with him for a long time. And so, um, so yeah, so that was that. Mm-hmm. That was actually fairly, I had to go back and forth, you mm-hmm. know, right. with my husband. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. want to do this? It's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just don't think too much. <laughs> you just go. <laughs> right. You know right. what I mean? If right. you think too much, uh-huh. you're going to talk yourself out mm-hmm. of it.
Okay, so then that was 1997, correct? Correct. Okay, and that would be the period that I always fondly sort of think of as really the beginning of the legend of Mona Alexander, <laughs> right? Because, I mean, let's talk about what the, the, the landscape was at the time. Yeah. You know, WFMJ was a third place station at that point in time, right? You're coming from a station that had a, you know, a long history and, uh, and there was, the work was cut out for you. And, you know, you took a, this no-holds-barred, no-prisoners approach to really kind of seizing the reins. And nobody was going to tell you that, you, nobody was going to tell you no for anything. Right. <laughs> so let's right. talk about right. that. Right. Tell right. me about right. those days. Well, you know, I think it really, again, it starts with Mark Brown and John Gerdick because they really wanted to be number one. And when you have somebody pushing you, he says, we want to be number one. John was the worst. I want to be number one. She's going to make me number one. We're going to be number one. You know, it's just like a constant <laughs> drill. Well, you know, it's kind of like, shh, let me do my thing. But the re reality was um, I knew that I, he had my back. And so, you know, when, when you know that, that's real important. Then what you do is you start going around and you start looking at what your strengths and weaknesses are, what your assets are, what your liabilities are, and stuff like that. And that's when I found her. Okay? <laughs> because she, Sheila was kind of, she was making a huge contribution and doing a great job. It's sort of, I think, languishing a little bit there mm -hmm. because she wasn't, like, all of her talents were not being developed. And so she and I just forged this relationship, which I don't want to talk too much about, or we're both going to start crying. Um, but we forged this relationship that we've had for 26 years where we were able to get that done. And yeah, I mean, I'm a, can you say boss? You can say boss. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, I try new things. I throw stuff, threw stuff at the wall. Some of it stuck, some of it didn't. Um, you know, when, you, when you're the third person to come in with a morning show, you want to do something different. So, you know, I hired Mike Gauntner, um, and, you know, who is a, a news guy in this town. And, um, you know, he did a survey of everybody all over the station. What do you want to see? What do you want to see? And that turned into WFMJ Today. And then we hired people who were largely based, personality-based. You know, Frank Marzullo. Um, Scott. Scott Schneider. Um, Nicole. Nicole Perry, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, and great personalities, and, and you know, it took off. Mm -hmm. And then you carry that through, you carry that sort of, you know, torpedoes be damned sort of approach to, you know, creating content, and it come, brings us all the way up to the 5 o'clock newscast. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the competition has had their show on the air for 30-some years, and we come out, and within a year, we're number one because we put a lot. Did we not put a lot of effort we into it? Put a lot of effort into it. We planned a yeah. phantom five o'clock news right. for a solid year before That's it exactly launched, right. so that we had muscle memory out of the gate. That's mm -hmm. right. And 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 what happens with that is you put a show on the air, and it's something like. And this is not a bad analogy. It's kind of like Seinfeld. Seinfeld, those characters were fully formed. They were mm, fully mm -hmm. developed when that show went on the air. Mm -hmm. George didn't change from this to this. He was the mm -hmm. same. And that's because they knew what they wanted to create, and the audience immediately reacted to it and mm -hmm. stayed loyal to it. So I think that's what we see. Yeah, I hate comparing one of our newscasts to a comedy, but you know, but it's it's the thought that goes into it and and then creating a show and knowing that you know, when you have an anchor like Lindsay McCoy, she's going to pull that off. Mm -hmm. And and she did. She does. She mm -hmm. continues to. And that amongst all of your strengths, that's one of your strengths is identifying talent 
and what they can and can't do. I, I mean, have no you, idea where that comes from. Yeah, right. No secrets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. say. Well, but it's also, <laughs> but another one of your strengths also is just that you know, lots of people I think see things and they see the reasons why you can't do something, and that's just simply right. not how you're right. wired. I mean, one of my favorite Mona Alexander stories is the live truck breaks down on election night. And what happens, Mona? <laughs> that was crazy. So we were at somebody's campaign, and the idea was to move around to various different locations. But the truck breaks down, and so, oh, shit, I don't know if it was you who said something to me, but somebody told me, oh, our live truck's dead, da-da-da-da-da. And so I hired a tow truck for that entire evening to bring it around <laughs> to the various I locations. That. Yes, that is a true story. Yeah. It was the same year that I locked myself out of my office and had to bring a locksmith in, in. to oh, bust it God. open. And you were up in the control That's room. That's what I was going to yeah. say. You guys probably didn't tell me. I'm up in the control room waiting for the live truck to go up, and it goes up. I don't know how it's going up. So That could I, be it. Never heard of that. Yes, I thought I was going to hear it from John Gerdick about the tow truck bill. Uh-huh. What the hell are you doing? Uh-huh. You know, hiring a tow truck uh-huh. You know, because what is that? A hundred bucks, bucks a pop? And, bucks? Yeah, and how many hours? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, all night. Yeah, never heard a word. Uh-huh. Never heard a word. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, that is an absolute uh-huh. true story. And and locking myself out of my office. Uh-huh. I'm like, damn, yeah. you know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you just think, you know, not, you know, think out of the box uh-huh. and, you know, not, not be afraid to make mistakes. And, you know, and I made mistakes. You guys uh-huh. know some of my colossal mistakes. But you just pick yourself up, dust uh-huh. yourself off, and go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that just, we realized you were human at that point. Then. Well, <laughs> I'm still not sure. But <laughs> she might do it on purpose occasionally just to throw us off, right? Um, go ahead. No, go, no, you go ahead. Just, I was going to just ask the moment when she knew that, you know, she's ready to retire. You know, I think it was last summer. Um, you know me, I, I like to, you know, research and plan. I don't do, you know a lot of stuff, something important like this without doing it, um, you know, you slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a physical component to it. And and people tell you, you'll know, and that's part of it. Part of it is you'll know it's time to retire. You know, when you just start kind of watching people around you and this massive amount of energy mm-hmm. that especially people like you have, mm-hmm. Justin, Sheila too, she's a ball of energy. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the week to end. That starts catching up mm-hmm. with you after a while. So there's a little bit of that. I mean, I'm healthy and, and you know, able to travel and all that. But that was a part of it. And I think, I think the, if I'm being real honest, I think in from September of 22 to September of 23 was a pretty momentous year for us. You know, mm-hmm. we launched the five. We went right into that U.S. Senate debate mm-hmm. with J.D. Vance mm-hmm. and Tim Ryan, mm-hmm. one of only two Ohio stations, right? right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yes, to get there were that two debates in that race. Debate, huge mm-hmm. debate. Then we went to the election. <clears throat> then we went to um, the Jennings investigation, I think, was mm-hmm. probably next. Well, East Palestine. East Palestine. East Palestine. Happened right? while we were working huge, on the Jennings investigation. Right? Huge yes. story. Then the Jennings investigation, mm-hmm. and then we did 101 West. Right. And that was a big year, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's from September of 22 to really December of where we're at now, right. 23. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, I'm probably not going to have another year like that. Um, 
for the amount of time I'm going to stay here. Certainly you guys will, but I'm probably not. And then I started thinking, do I really want another year like this? <laughs> you know, because yeah. it was a lot of energy mm -hmm. to expend, but it was a great mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything that we did um, was amazing. Yeah. So, um, so I think all that, and then my mom's death, mm -hmm. you, you, you mm -hmm. guys have been great with me on supporting me in that. Um, you, you know, you start to just kind of put all those things together. And then, you know, my husband was like, you know, you really ought to retire. You really ought to retire. He's not going to push it. Right. But, you know, he wanted me at home and he knew that I was, you know, getting closer to that. And I want to spend time with him, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was really all those, those are real personal reasons, but it's mm -hmm. it all just kind of coalesced around September. Right. And it really did trigger when you got those ratings for the five and we were It really did trigger number one. Yeah, it really did because I, I, I read you guys the text that right. I, I sent to Joe mm -hmm. that, you know, if if you want to go out on top mm -hmm. and who doesn't, you mm -hmm. know, if we're all being honest, um, we got those ratings mm -hmm. in September and mm -hmm. they were so good and I thought about everything that we did. That's why I think I said September to September. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> even though October, November and December here have been great too, but um yeah, I think mm -hmm. that was it. I think everything just sort of coalesced and it mm -hmm. felt like I was being given this sign from right. the universe that, you know, go spend time with your husband, mm -hmm. travel, do the things you like to do, and um, job right. well done. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it, it was quick, like for the people listening. I mean, she thought about it for a year, but literally calls us into her office. Yeah. And mm -hmm. just said, you know, we're number one. I'm like, oh, yeah, ready to say, yeah, okay, now let's go. What are we doing right. next? And she says, and I'm going to retire. This is it. This is the sign. <laughs> I'm like, you I did say, don't yeah. cry, Sheila. I didn't that <laughs> It's the one time I didn't listen to you. And one then you time. both cried, and I sat there kind of like, oh. <laughs> You're in shock, probably. Like, no, looking for the words. And, I mean, yeah. you guys know that's not yeah. common for me. Right, I don't know what to say. Right. And I was pretty yeah. silent in that meeting. But yeah. it really did did like it just like yeah. that quick yeah okay. yeah mm -hmm. yeah it, it took a year but it was quick right yeah. right Isn't that yeah weird? yeah it is yeah. it is you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about journalism and the importance of journalism right. and how it's changed over the course of your career and where you see it now and where you see it heading and why it's important. So not that that's not a real heavy way mm -hmm. to put right. it in one question, but... Well, I mean, I think right now um, some of our elected officials have a very dangerous relationship with the truth. And um, that points directly to the importance of the role of journalists as we progress in covering the 2024 campaign and, um, you know, the political climate in general. And that is the biggest change that I see from what I encountered over the years, <clears throat> because politicians have always used the media, the media has always used politicians and sources, and mm. that dynamic relationship has always been in play. But now I see that it is kind of at a dangerous level. Uh, by dangerous, I mean dangerous to the uh, survival of the republic. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I think that, that the role of journalists moving forward is to continue to report the truth and report it um, not through any type of bias, any type of prism, anything other than the just plain unsub un just critical truth is, is the biggest role that we will have to play um, or you guys will have to play um, and the biggest difference I've seen in my 44 years as a journalist.
Um, that's absolutely critical. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the news media needs to be vigilant, truthful, um, tenacious, do it with zeal, um, and, and um, be fair. Um, but but um, that, that is the most important role of the media moving forward. Sheila, you had something fun and much well, less heavy. Yeah, well, than yeah, that, something that, that you wanted to. <laughs> oh no, something to end on. This. I think I'll take the hard one. <laughs> no, this is you know rapid fire. No, not really. What it's is just like uh, questions. You're just going to answer either yes oh, or no or ooh, answer. Ooh, oh my God! Okay. You know, like all right, yeah, you know, do, like on Ellen. Ellen used to. Did do she that. do that? I think she did. I yeah. used to know like sportings. They'll say boxers or briefs, and you yeah, say. I shouldn't say I was in my office watching Ellen, should I? No. <laughs> well, you have to have NBC on, so it's right. on. All right. Okay. All right. So, up early or sleep in? Up early. And this is all obviously questions related to your retirement. Oh, okay. That's you know, a, that's, no, that's what they are. Sorry, should have said that. Um, retire or eventually work again? In work some again. Capacity. Work again. Okay. Yeah. Um, learn a new hobby or find time for old hobbies you have? Um, find time for old hobbies. Okay. Write a book or read a book? Write. <laughs> <laughs> Active in social media or dormant? Mm, dormant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, first thing you'll buy. Big First buy? Buy. Signature, like, bigger thing. You would want to buy. A car. Okay. My car's 10 years old. Uh-huh. Um, first place to travel to? The nearest uh, fine art exhibition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wherever it is. Wherever it is. Um, first show to binge? Hmm. There's this... Hmm. I don't know the name of it. It's on Netflix, and it's mm -hmm. this... Um, I'll just say the crown. That starts tomorrow. <laughs> Brandon told me it starts tomorrow. Um, one thing you will not miss about the job. The stress. The stress. Yeah. The okay. stress. All yeah. Right. For people who don't know, um, our jobs are very stressful. Mm -hmm. They are. And, and, um, I'm not sure why, because when you live with it every day and it becomes such a part of your, mm -hmm. you know, your existence, um, but that was that was another thing that made yeah. me realize it was time to go because mm -hmm. that becomes harder and harder to take as you mm -hmm. get older. Right. And so I would say the stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And last question: first person you think you're likely to hear from from WFMJ? <laughs> um, I have no idea. Um, I'm going to go with Robert. <laughs> Just wing I'm it. I'm going to go with Robert. He brought me a bottle of wine today. He's Aww. probably going to call and say, how'd you like it? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'll go with Robert. All right, that's my rapid fire. <laughs> that was good. I yeah. like that. You know, I mean, is there anything else that you would like to add that we didn't touch on that you just no, want to make sure? Oh, my God, sure you guys that... are great. I want to say thank you to both of you because I, I absolutely mm -hmm. could not have done this. I could not have done this without both of you. Um, and, you know, you know, leaving, I have no qualms mm -hmm. at all, no concerns, no, you know, <clears throat> oh my God, you know, I, I think that, you know, you guys are inheriting a really solid news organization at a great mm -hmm. television station that really cares about the community. Mm -hmm. And um, it's going to be fun and interesting to watch what you guys do. Well, thanks for the foundation. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for, You're for everything. Mm -hmm. Love you guys. Love you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> all right.